You're listening to episode 41 of the Fat-Fueled Female Podcast. Welcome to the Fat-Fueled Female Podcast. I'm your host, Marsha Chow, a holistic nutritionist, personal trainer, and proud dog mama of two. I am obsessed with helping women achieve their goals, feel confident in their skin, and become empowered health advocates. This podcast is designed to help ambitious women thrive on a low-carb, high-fat lifestyle, so tune in each week as we talk all aspects of nutrition, improving your fitness, enhancing your mindset so that you can take inspired action and live your best life, all starting from the inside out. I'm so happy to have you here. Now let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fat Fueled Female Podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about why trying to be perfect with your nutrition will only cause you to fail. Yes, I said that, cause you to fail, capital F, capital A, capital I, and capital L. Why? Because it creates that all or nothing mentality. I find with, you know, the amount of women I've worked with over the years, the harder women strive for perfection, it actually works in the opposite. It's like, if I can't be perfect, quote unquote perfect with my diet, why even bother? And a lot of this comes from diet culture, focusing on really low calorie, really nutrient void foods that don't keep you full, that don't support your hunger hormones, that don't support your blood sugar, that don't support bringing your body into a more balanced, safe place and state. So you're ultimately setting yourself up to fail with fad dieting since you're really only focusing on the outcome. You're focusing on the end result. 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, 40 pounds, 50 pounds. You think this method, this restriction, this type of eating will get you where you want to go, that you're not focusing on the process. When the process, the doing The doing brings you to your destination, brings you to your outcome. So if you're doing all these things to get to the outcome and you actually really dislike what you're doing and you're you're only focusing on the outcome, the end result, how effective really is this strategy, right? If you don't like what you're doing on the day-to-day, but you're only doing it because you want to get to X, Y, or Z result, the strategy is not really going to work in the long term, right? It may bring you some short-term result, but it's never really going to last because you don't actually enjoy the process, okay? So that's why fad dieting, um, your yo-yo dieting can work short-term, but it never shines in longevity and giving your body um, a safe place and uh, bringing it into a balanced state that it's never going to provide those long lasting results. So two really important questions to ask yourself, the quality of our lives is determined by the quality of the questions you ask yourself. If you want better answers about your life, start asking yourself better freaking questions, okay? So two really important questions to ask yourself. So number one, what is your intention? 
What is your intention with changing your nutrition? Now, this is going to be very different for you than someone else. A lot of the times it's like, I want to lose weight. 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 Okay. But let's take it deeper. Why? Why do you want to lose weight? Okay. Maybe you want to stop feeling heavy in your body. You want to be able to buy that cute outfit and feel good in it. Or maybe it's you want to feel more confident around your partner. You want to be more intimate. Or you want to feel like you did when you were in your 20s. Or Maybe it's you don't want to be bloated anymore. You're tired of waking up and feeling bloated or you want to get to the root of why certain foods irritate your gut or irritate your stomach or maybe you want to have better energy throughout the day. You don't want to have this massive crash after you consume lunch or you don't want to have this fuzzy brain where you feel like you're walking around with goggles on. Maybe it's, you know, getting back to weight loss. You want to drop those 30, 40, 50 pounds that you said you've been committed to losing over the last two years, but the scale hasn't budged. Or maybe you want to take it a step further and look at the people around you in your life that you love. Maybe you want to be able to play with your kids on the playground or soccer or baseball or tag and not get winded. And this is one of my clients. Maybe you want to wake up. She has three kids and not feel like you got hit by a truck. And then lastly, maybe you want to be able to, maybe your goal is to go into ketosis and see what it's like to burn fat for fuel. So all of these intentions are going to be very different and whatever your intention is will determine the steps you choose to take. So say you eat a really refined processed diet or you're always eating takeout, maybe your goal is to eat better quality food okay so maybe it's I'm gonna start buying all my groceries at Whole Foods or whatever grocery store or market you're gonna be making most of your meals okay maybe your intention is you want to make sure you're consuming enough protein because you're working out four or five days a week and your goal is to really build lean muscle mass or maybe it's you really want to go into ketosis and see what it's like to burn an alternative fuel source over carbohydrates, okay? So whatever your intention is, you have to put in the reps. And what I mean by that is you have to give yourself a timeline of what your goal and what your intention is. So ketosis is an easy one. You're wanting to go into ketosis. You're wanting to be fat adapted. Let's let's uh, look at your calendar and let's look at four to six weeks to do that, okay? Say your intention was to get your protein up. Okay, well, first off, we have to see how much protein you're actually eating. What if you're eating a measly 30 grams a day, okay? 30 grams a day uh, is around like four ounces. It's like a chicken breast, okay? It's not very much, okay? So if you're eating 30 grams and you want to get up to 150 grams, How realistic is it to be like, okay, we're going at 150. It's like, let's make these small shifts and changes that don't seem that difficult and don't bring you into overwhelm, okay? If you're eating 30 grams, okay, okay, let's let's focus on 50 for this week, okay? Did you hit 50? Okay, great. You hit 50, let's get up to 60. Okay, awesome. You got 60, let's get up to 70 and so on and so forth, okay? So that's an important thing. What's your intention? What is your intention with changing your nutrition? Maybe it's, I already went over a bunch. Maybe it's wanting to balance your blood sugar, okay? So let's stop eating so much carbohydrates. Let's be intentional and specific of the types we eat and the times we eat them, okay? So second question, 
what is your nutritional baseline and your non-negotiables? So for an exa- for example, my nutritional baseline is always having predominantly fat and protein throughout the day. Yes, I will have some, you know, vegetables which contain carbohydrates. Maybe I'll have some low glycemic berries, but for the most part, it's always fat and protein I have throughout the day. If I want carbs, they will always be at night. From an energy standpoint and hormonal standpoint, that is how I feel my best. Or actually, I may have some carbohydrates pre or post-workout depending on what my training regime looks like for that day or for that week. And another nutritional baseline I have is I only eat ethically sourced meat, so grass-fed, grass-finished, organic, wild-caught seafood. If I'm out at a restaurant and they don't have ethically sourced meat, I will have um, seafood if if it's wild-caught or I will just eat vegetarian, right? Another baseline, I do my best to avoid all seed oils, canola, corn, safflower, sunflower, soybean oil. And those are like my nutritional baselines that I feel my best at. Now, non-negotiables for me. I love sushi. I eat sushi once a week, okay? That is a non-negotiable. I'm going to incorporate that into my nutrition. Another non-negotiable is I allow myself to eat dark chocolate, you know, 70 to 90% every day. I'm not willing to give that up. And I find when you deprive yourself, when you don't allow yourself to have something you really enjoy... Um, you want to, you, when you deprive yourself, you want to eat it all the time. It's like the forbidden, forbidden fruit. I remember growing up as a kid, my mom, uh, vegetarian, more actually a pescatarian, and we never had any like refined or processed foods in the house. My best friend, she had Dunkaroos, she had ice cream, she had everything. So when my sister and I would go there, we would be the biggest little piggies and eat everything until we were like pretty much sick. Whereas my friend, she had that food all the time so she didn't like overindulge because it was always there now obviously this isn't the best example we don't want to be eating like shit food (laughs) but I'm saying when you deprive yourself and this is forbidding you can't have this when you do have it it's like you're gonna eat all of it you're gonna eat everything but the kitchen everything including the kitchen sink right so it's like look at what foods you actually enjoy and what you're just not willing to give up to reach your goals and get the results you want because you can incorporate things into your protocol that are specific to you and still get results and by doing this by looking at what your nutritional baseline and your nutritional baseline you're going to figure that out through trial and error okay looking at your nutritional baseline and looking at not your non-negotiables this is what's going to create a structured plan that works for you okay um Another thing that I actually incorporate is, and this people might be like, what? Dairy Queen ice cream. Yes, I know it is loaded with chemicals and crappy ingredients, but I enjoy having Dairy Queen ice cream from time to time, maybe every two to three months. I didn't have it for five years. I didn't have my birthday, eat my own birthday cake for 10 years. How sad is that? So much restriction, so much deprivation, such an unhealthy relationship with food and my body. So again, it's about finding what lights you up, not lights you up, but what what you enjoy eating. You can always find healthier alternatives, right? Like if you love Dairy Queen ice cream, 
like I like having it from time to time, you can find healthier look healthier keto friendly ice creams right if you love having french fries okay well there's they're loaded with trans fat they're garbage oils you can get um an air fryer and make you know yam fries with avocado oil or you know potato fries from time to time it's about looking at the foods you enjoy and learning how to incorporate them into your nutrition in a way that works for your energy, works for your hormones, and still provides results. So now my nutritional baseline and my non-negotiables may be totally different than yours. Maybe you might may not be such, maybe you may not be as concerned with your the, the protein you eat. Maybe you might buy conventional meat. That's your choice. It's your body. It's your money. It's you're deciding what you choose to put onto your plate and where you spend your dollars. Okay. Um, so, and it, it might be different depending on where you are with your journey and your behavior with nutrition exercise. If you're just starting, I highly recommend, um, you start out with at least 30 days why instead of like okay well I'm gonna do a week and then I'm gonna add this food back in then I'm gonna have wine it's like give yourself that time give yourself that time that 30 days to really change your palate okay to change to change your taste buds and to see how you feel actually eating whether it's more fat whether it's real food whether it's higher protein give yourself at least 30 days to see how good it feels it's similar to someone um who drinks all the time say you drink alcohol two to three times a week it's like if you give yourself a month to see how good you feel without booze it's very different than being like okay I'm gonna not drink all week and then have a drink on the weekend it's like give yourself put the reps in give yourself 30 days because you won't know how good you feel until you try right I always seem to get this question when people start working with me do I have to give up alcohol (laughs) and you know, ask yourself this question is wine. It's usually wine for some reason with moms or with ladies. Um, is wine going to be helping your journey or hindering it? Right. Let's look at other ways. A lot of women say, well, it helps me reduce, you know, it's my stress reduction. It's like my wind down from putting the kids down or my long work week. I really enjoy having that glass of wine. Okay. Um, so let's weigh out the pros and cons. Okay. Is this going to be helping your nutrition program? Is this going to be helping your workout? Um, if it's once a week, maybe maybe that trade-off of you having that wine is more beneficial than not having the wine, okay? Like no one can answer these questions except yourself. Um, but for some people, it's like a lot of the times it's just like we're so used to having this habit that we associate, oh, wine makes me relax, where you could try other things like why don't you have a warm bath with candles and listen to some relaxing music or put some Epsom salts in there or go for a sauna or do a yoga class or go for a massage or sit in a float tank or do some reflexology, right? There's so many other ways we can decompress and de-stress opposed to just going for alcohol. But again, no one can make these decisions and these choices except yourself. But I really, 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 really suggest trying at least, I hate the word trying, committing to at least four weeks of really putting your focus, your energy, and your intention into your health and alcohol added in after those four weeks. But again, it's your body, it's your choice, it's your life, you're going to do what you want, okay? So 
life is never perfect, whatever that means, right? Perfectionism perfectionism is an illusion. It's completely subjective to the opinions of other people. Um, And what I want you to consider is when you're in scenarios where you're out and you didn't prep your meal or you're in at a work thing or you're on vacation or wherever it is, I always tell my clients what is the best option, what is a great option, and what is a good option. There is no bad options. Just do the very best you can in the circumstance and in the environment you are in. So say you didn't have your food and you got to go through a drive through with your bunch of friends. They're going, they're like, let's go through a drive through a, you can say A&W opposed to McDonald's or Wendy's because the meat is grass-fed. Although it is cooked in poor quality oils, it's going to be a better option than McDonald's. Now, you don't have to get the bun. You don't have to get the fries. You can get a lettuce wrap. Maybe get two lettuce wrap burgers instead of one. That is the best or that is the best option in that scenario. When you're going out to eat, check the menu ahead of time. That's what I always do. Scan the menu. See what you can have. If there's not nothing really that's appealing to you, I always say eat a little bit more before you go that you're not like famished when you get to the restaurant. I always say fail to plan, plan to fail. So always like anything in life, plan ahead. Look at the menu, plan out your meals, uh, look at recipes. What are you going to have this week, right? Like don't just wing it because when we wing it, we make, no, I don't want to say bad choices because I don't like using the word good or bad, but we don't make the best choices we can make, okay? So when it comes to setting your nutritional baseline, I want you to think of it like this. If you're training hard for a marathon and someone told you you have to train for three years straight, you would be like, F, no, that is way too long, okay? But if someone said, okay, to train for this marathon, you're going to train for three to four months. Your brain can conceptualize that. Three to four months, yeah, I can do that. I, I can work towards that goal, okay? Or say you're working really hard for a promotion at work. You're like, okay, I have to put in, I got to put in the reps. I got to do six to eight weeks of like whining and dining clients and staying late at the office. You can do that, right? Because it's a specific time frame. Or say you're studying to become a realtor and I heard the exam's really hard. Okay, you're going to study real hard for three months. You can do that, okay? So if you have these specific timelines and chunk out the time, it is way easier for your brain to be like, yeah, I got this. I can achieve this, okay? So it's the same energy, same energy you have for any of these goals. Put that into your nutrition. Put that into creating your nutrition baseline. And then look at what your non-negotiables are. Maybe you won't incorporate your non-negotiables till after four weeks or after eight weeks or after six weeks, but have these written down so you know how to structure a protocol and a lifestyle change that's going to work for you, okay? Remember, Life is never perfect, so you can't expect your nutrition and your diet to be perfect all the time. It's just not realistic. Well, you know, that's not true. There are some people, once they start eating like whole foods, real foods, they just like feel so good that that's all they eat. And they're kind of just like, this is this is the only types of foods I eat. And if that works for you, that works for you great. I love that for you. I'm just saying from a lot of the women I've worked with and my own personal experience, I like to have some wiggle room with my nutrition, okay? So I always tell my female clients, whether it's 80, 20, 
70-30, like 80% of the time your nutrition's on point, 20% you give yourself some wiggle room, some space. I'm more of a 90-10 type of gal because I know I feel the best when I eat the best, when I fuel my body with the best. And that 10%, whether it's that time of the month, whether I'm going out for drinks with my friends, like that is a lifestyle, my friends, okay? So don't beat yourself up. Everyone falls off the horse. I don't care who you are, ever, unless you're that person that's just like all, go time all the time, eating all the best foods, working out, never missing a workout. But most people, they're going to fall off the horse, okay? Most people are going to fall off the horse. Maybe you drank too much the night before with your friends. You had some pizza or you had some crazy cramps and you overindulged in ice cream. That is life. That is life, my friends. Don't beat yourself up. Everyone falls off the horse. But the most important thing, what successful people do is they get back on the horse as quick as possible. So usually the next day, they're back to their regular routine, okay? So that is everything for this episode. Again, I hope these, I hope this episode gave you some clarity on those two really important questions you, gen, you, you really must ask yourself what is your intention with changing your nutrition and that is going to be very 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 specific to you and what is your nutritional baseline you will learn that out as you go through changing and adapting to whatever style of eating you choose and then what are your non-negotiables what are types of foods that you really want to incorporate into your nutrition to make this a lifestyle and give you results and make you living and feeling your best self so thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will catch all all of you beautiful, amazing, gorgeous humans next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you feel you got some extra value from this episode, it would mean the world to me. If you could head over to Apple Podcast or whatever service you are listening to this podcast on, drop a five-star review. Let me know your thoughts on the show. Doing this really helps more people like yourself find the podcast. And if you're not already following me on social media, right now is the time. You can find me on Instagram at Marja Chow for all your nutrition tips, tricks, and inspiration, or visit my website at fatfueledfemale.com where you can download my free seven-day keto meal plan with recipes. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I will catch you next week.